Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Motoring Middle East is here. That's Imtishan and Shazad are joining us as they do every week at this time, which means we get to talk about cars. And But maybe we actually we should just talk about children's programming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Salman Sultan joining us from Jaguar Land Rover Middle East, and he is the PR and social media guru over there. Hi. Great to, ha- great to have you joining us. Well, great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So before we kick into how you got involved in, in what you do now, children's programming at the age of 10 in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, um, <laughs> let's talk about cars. <laughs> no, let's 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 linger with this Wait, for a while. None of us <laughs> have ever met a children's television host from Saudi Arabia. Well, um, I'm, so I'm, 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 I guess I'm speechless, <laughs> as you can see. Yeah. Um, and hold on, and then you moved into doing television news. Yes, that's right. At a tender age of 16. Yeah, that's, that's before, incredible. Just before I went off to university. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was in a children's uh, program called Children's Choice. It was on, it was an English uh, language program on Saudi Channel Two, um, back in the in the nineties. And um, yeah, it was it was it was a really good experience. I think it's it's the experience that made me uh, love uh, being in front of the camera and in front of the microphone in this case as well. But yes, and that I did that for a few years and then went on to Radio Riyadh, ninety-seven point seven FM, uh, and um, and then. Just before I went off to university, it was during late night news, uh, which was at midnight, and I think it was only my late mother who used to watch me at that time. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was it was good. And a proud graduate of University of Sharjah as well. American University of Sharjah. Uh, American, American University of Sharjah. Sorry, don't want to confuse. Don't want to confuse University of Sharjah and American University of Sharjah. Proud, proud yeah. alumni. Oh man, yes. that's fantastic. Great, great institution. So, what what's the transition then into Jaguar Land Rover? How did, how did this all happen? Um, I I've always loved cars in, in general. Like, and who doesn't? And who doesn't, right? It's, yeah. Uh, and who, whoever doesn't needs to pick up a hobby or something, yeah. I guess. Let me, let me just be politically correct. Yeah, start watching children's <laughs> programs. <laughs> <laughs> um, cars have been always a passion for me, and I think that that's genetics from my dad. Um, yeah. I think when we were, my younger brother and I, when we were very young in Riyadh growing up, it was a Friday ritual that we'd go in the afternoon to all the, uh, the dealerships in, in Riyadh. Even though we'd been there the week before, we still had to go. Okay. Uh, so my father would make sure we went through. Uh, and those who, who know Riyadh, there's a street called Al Khres Road, which is full of dealerships on both sides. So we literally used to go there every week uh, and just, you know, take one brochure and read it and then make sure we test ourselves the week after. You know, uh, there wasn't <laughs> much to do in Saudi because when, when I used to live there, me and my mates used to do the same thing. Yeah. We just used to go and cruise all dealerships. Yeah, yeah, but we used to play a lot of basketball, a lot of football, a lot of swimming. I oh, remember no, that's my father, way, way too athletic. Yeah, so me, my father yeah. got us into swimming <laughs> as well at a very young age. Um, but yeah, so... so Automotive was always a passion for me. Uh, any anything with engines. So, for example, I, I growing up, I wanted to be a firefighter. I, w- I wanted to be an astronaut because at that time, 
Um, Prince Sultan bin Salman, uh, His Highness, he was the first Saudi astronaut to go I to space. I remember that. You remember yeah, that? Right? I do so remember that. Yeah. Growing up in our school notepads, we'd always have a picture of him. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be that one He was a hero. He was. He, he still was is a hero. He still is a hero. Yeah. He was, for, for me, he still was, is a hero. Wasn't he, didn't he fast in space? I remember that. Yeah, was, he did. And he, he did, prayed in he? space yeah, as well. That's right. So, yeah. So, with all gravity, that's you know, not being there. That's a whole bunch of firsts right there. First Correct. Saudi in space, first Muslim in space, first person to fast and pray. That's right. How appropriate to be talking about that in Ramadan. This is great. So, yeah. So, he was he was a hero for so I think for anyone growing up it's always you don't want to be a firefighter you want to be an air force pilot and um, you know or a race car driver and unfortunately because of my eyesight I couldn't go into the air force because um, right. I need and you need to have perfect uh, uh-huh. and then because I'm quite tall I don't think I'm built for fighter jets uh, they said would you like to fly a C-130 I said no thanks I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna You're not a cargo I'm, guy. I'm, I'm not gonna cargo guy. Yeah. yeah. So um, and you know everything happens for a reason and luckily enough went on to university. I went to the United States for university for a few years and then actually moved back to the region and then finished my education off at the American University of Sharjah, where I was blessed enough to get a lot of opportunities to work with multinational corporations. So during the summers, we'd have internship programs. And uh, I actually started off my career with General Motors here in, right. in the Middle East office. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes, not I too am shabby a, either. I am, I am a GM kid, uh, yeah. you know, inside and out. And that's probably because of growing up with all the old Suburbans and, and Caprice oh, Classics and right, Brobrahams yeah. and Saudi yeah. Arabian Shazad. I'm looking Gems, at you. Gemses. Gemses, yeah. Yes, that's right, yeah. Uh, Suburbans and, and Gabris and, Gabris, um, yes. you know, uh, <laughs> amazing vehicles. Forget which, the camels. It was those things that really ruled the desert, course, right? Yeah. There were these Red Sierra pickups that you'd see running yeah. around Riyadh selling anywhere from sheep or livestock <laughs> or, or melons, watermelons. Watermelons, watermelons. Yeah, yeah, That was yeah, the most yeah. common scene that you'd see. It was red um, GMC Sierra pickups. Um, which had a lot of badges on them. There was yes. a Sierra, there was a, there was a Classic, <laughs> and there's all these other badges on them. But um, And started off with General Motors, uh, and then went on to um, uh, British Petroleum for three years. Uh, wow. So BP, good yeah, old BP. BP, yeah, BP yeah, Castrol, good, yes. Well done. So went from a very automotive-specific <laughs> to yeah. around after-sales element. And then after that... Um, Went back to Saudi to work uh, with the family business in Saudi Arabia, which has nothing to do with automotive. <laughs> How uh, can that be? Yeah, you guys spend every weekend at the the dealerships. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, okay. So it's it's yeah. uh, it's telecommunication contracting. So right. it's a very engineering focused, um, very hands on uh, job, and did that for a year. Telecommunications. Uh, yeah, telecommunication well, contracting re- within the country or within the country. Yes. Yeah. So That's we basically our so job bizarre, was because my dad might have met your dad then because my I'm dad sure was in did. the telecommunications I'm industry in Saudi. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what we had to do was basically make sure where is there enough mobile phone coverage or there's fiber to home. Because at that time, and, and I'm saying at that time, it's not that long ago, seven years ago, but fiber yeah. to home at that time was new yeah. in the region. Uh, and we were implementing it throughout certain, city, certain areas within the city of Riyadh and Jeddah as well. So I did that for a year and a half. And then opportunity came up. Um, from one of my uh, now ex-boss and, and, and Jaguar Land, Rahana Naji, who we all know. Um, so, yes, yeah, so she said, listen, are you interested in PR and social media? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? For Land Rover for Jaguar and Jaguar Land Rover? Land Rover? Really? Like, who wouldn't be? <laughs> who wouldn't be? And, you, and in your head, you're thinking, well, you see, to do this, I go back to children's <laughs> television. <laughs> and I'm too tall for that. I'm too tall for that, yeah. Um, too much facial hair for that as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then and that's it. So, 2012, um, March 11th actually uh, was the day I started with Jaguar Land Rover and no regrets since then and you see yeah. 
That's, that's, that's my life in a nutshell. There we there go. There you go. Yeah. He's the man. And we've been wanting to get him on for ages, actually. We finally made oh, it to make Finally? It this is very good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Clock is running out yeah, on the program. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, how appropriate, though, as well. I thought that was really good, you know. But, I, I mean, that's really fascinating. And to li- listen to some of your background in Serbia and to sort of relate to it, because I used to live there, as you know, during yes. most of the 80s and uh, early part of the 90s as well. So. Yeah. What an extraordinary era that was, because that was the Gulf War era Correct. and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. You know, we we got a whole bunch more to talk about. This is Car Talk, by the way, if you're wondering what you've tuned into. <laughs> uh, just a really quick it's one. Blue Peter. If, if yeah. you were to have to pick your summer driving tune, what would it be? Summer Whoa. driving song. Wow. Yeah. Quick. Off the top I, of your I head. Think, I think we'd go, we'd go with the happy song from, um, what's really? his name? The guy, the chap with the hat. <laughs> that's that's really specific. Okay, good. Like that. <laughs> I think we'll leave Far- that to Farrell, you. you Farrell, 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 whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Farrell. Ah, yeah. I I'm thinking uh, anything. Ace of Base Crew Summer. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Ace yeah. of Base. I'm thinking. Well, where is the love? Where is the love? Black Eyed Peas. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking anything from Love and Spoonful. I'd I'd like to hear those guys. Uh, well, yeah. the reason. Well, Cl- Cliff Richard. Oh, okay. Thank you. Just drive. Hey, That's I, nice Cliff I, Richard. We're, we're all going on a summer holiday. It doesn't get better than that. Come on. Well, the reason I bring this up is we got uh, songs of the summer. The whole contest and the the whole opportunity for Ooh. everyone to jump in and do that. Excellent. Right here, DubaiI1038.com is where you want to click on the webpage. You want to register. You want to do some voting and help shape some of the music that's going to be played in this uh, this whole area. And it's going to be played uh, on, on the eye as well. It's 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 pretty awesome. And it's, it's a great opportunity. So go and do that. Dubai1038.com and click on the, the header for Songs of the Summer. Register. And by the way, you could win a trip, a vacation, family of four in Sicily simply by getting involved. It's wow, that simple. that's yeah. a heck of a prize. Pick your songs of the song. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Car Talks, the program. We've got a fantastic cast in the studio. Motoring Middle East is here. Salman Sultan is here. And it's your opportunity to get involved in the program right now. I love it when we have special guests. Uh, Very special guests. Salman Sultan joining us. Yeah, PR, social media manager for Jaguar, Land Rover, Mina. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, we, you know, we, we were just talking, I was just talking a little bit about the F-Pace as we're, <laughs> we're you know, and, and, and you know, I, I don't know, I don't see a lot of them around, and I know they're kind of cool, but I know people love them, and I just, sometimes I, I just wonder, I just wonder, is, is it just me, <laughs> or does the back side of that thing kind of remind me of something from Kia? It's probably just you. It's just me? Yeah. Are you guys hearing anything about that, or is it just me? Well, I'm just I'm waiting for Salman to really lay into you because this is your opportunity. You don't hold back. Well, this is you know, not children's television. You don't have to. But I, but, you know, because there's always parts of vehicles that I always think the intern got let loose, and I'm just wondering <laughs> if that is the part of the. Do you have any insight? I, I, I'm sorry, no. but I, re, I really do disagree with you. The oh, car is, is, is a beautiful SUV. It's the first SUV from Jaguar. Um, and Maybe that's my issue. Yeah. <laughs> like how we said the first SUV, yeah. as though there isn't going to be any more. Oh, well, know, that's what I, I was thinking. You know what? Uh, this is that completely unrelated. We could do a straw poll here. Uh, no, no. It, can yeah. I, can, I just want to interject at that moment, because you said first SUV, and it's yeah. completely yeah, off okay. a tangent for me. Go ahead. Because when they when they showed the um, the two door Range Rover special edition that's just been introduced, the SV Coupe, said, the SV Coupe, they said yeah. it's the first two door luxury SUV, and I'm like, hang on, but you guys have been yeah. doing this for 50 years. The first Range Rover was the first two door, effectively SUV luxury SUV, right? So that, that the SV Coupe is the epitome of SUV 
and luxury all added together, yeah. all added into one. With no, I understand doors. that it's the, SUV, chance, it's the SUV bit that I'm, I'm 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 concerned about. Why yeah. why are you not associating yourselves with SUV until now, until the Evoque and until things like the two door Range Rover? No, we are. I mean, we will never forget our heritage. Yeah. We we as Jaguar Land Rover are very proud of our heritage on both brands. Um, and yes, the the first Range Rover was a two door uh, vehicle. Um, yeah, now this is probably the most luxurious but, vehicle we've made till yet. But till maybe today. it wasn't a sport utility. Maybe it was just a utility vehicle. Well, to be fair, the term hadn't really <laughs> been <laughs> coined and widely in use. But yeah. effectively, it was, utility you know, well, it was, yeah. an, it was you know, no, the Range Rover, come on. The Queen drove the Range Rover. comparatively utility compared to everything. On her farm? Yeah, it had a hose-out <laughs> interior. It had a manual no, no, gearbox. She, no, she had a Series 1 for that. <laughs> it, was, it was the best car you could be in to go around and get yeah. all your utilitarian work done. But compared to everything else at the time, it was pretty luxury. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, and you could you could you could rock up at the Savoy or the Ritz and that, and then take it go yeah. back to the farm. In it. Why was everybody going to the Savoy and the Ritz? <laughs> That's what you did back then. <laughs> I mean, why? Anyone what was happening the there? Gone, That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. But I to to get back to F Pace, I mean, it's yeah. the first SUV Jaguar's made. Uh, you think in its it was a, a bit of a risk? It, everything is a risk, yeah. right? Nowadays, um, with, with with vehicles. But no, we we had Jaguar Land Rover. I mean, there was a lot of research and development done behind it. And yeah. when you have Ian Callum as the head, the design for that vehicle. I mean, and, and I and I love all the designs that Ian does. Uh, for Jaguar, and that's a new shape of Jaguar. And, and the F-Pace was a be- is, is a beautiful vehicle, and there's there's a lot of awards that it's won as yeah. well, like World Car of the Year, World Design Car of the Year. It was the second car in history in the World Car of the Year awards to win both awards at the same I year. I think for me, the, the big challenge was the shape, and it was just not the shape I would expect when I was, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm just going, hold on a second, this is an SUV, and... Where are we going with this? And I, it was just, I think that's what really kind of slammed me a little bit. Also, when I was thinking of a Jaguar, and then I'm thinking of, you know, Land Rovers, and I'm kind of going, okay, no, hold on a second. It's doing my, and I think that yeah. it continues just to, to do my head in on, on this kind of crossing into let a me, different territory. Let me back you up on that. And then oh, not, oh and finally! Then, but, then, yes! but then not at the same time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, to let him down there. Yeah, but right. no, I kind of totally get where you're coming from because I, I'm coming from the same place where I've sort of grown up with the Jaguar brand and I understand what you're saying. When you look at it, you go, what well, the Jag, that does not compute in my yeah. head. It's like, is that not, that's not a Jaguar. But then I guess this is this is new Jaguar, isn't it? This is where you're going and this is where the, the appeal is changing. I mean, what the, with the new E-Pace, for example, you're saying 80% of buyers are going to be completely new to the brand, correct. right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a compact premium SUV that we've come up with the E-Pace, uh, which has a lot of design cues from the Jaguar F-Type, uh, which I hope then yeah. uh, look at you and say, yeah. do you think that looks nice? Um, I do like it, the F-Type. Yeah, the oh. F-Type is a beautiful vehicle. It's an award-winning <laughs> vehicle as well. Um, and when you have design cues like that, it's yeah. it, there's no reason why not to have it incorporated into an SUV. And it's a beautiful drive as well. Um, but the whole thinking behind an SUV within the Jaguar brand, especially since you've got Land Rover, is that just to keep that brand alive, expand into new markets? Is that is that just is it felt that that's necessary to do in the way that Porsche have done it with the KN and McCann and stuff? It's actually to expand the brand yeah. and to allow more and more customers to have have their experience with the Jaguar brand. Yeah. So so when you come up with SUVs, you open the doors for a lot more c- consumers that I never would have thought of a Jaguar. Because when you drive a Jaguar, it's not it's it's, it's a driving experience that no other car can can offer. And, and and the good thing is that on those SUVs, our engineers and and designers made sure that once you drive that an F-Pace or an E-Pace, 
you feel what a Jaguar drives like. But isn't it also a very smart move because the sedan market is not what it used to be, let's be honest. And Jaguar suddenly having SUVs to complement their excellent range of saloons, which I do like. Yeah. But generally, the market is shifting to SUV anyway, so it's a, a good business decision, if nothing else. Thank you. Yeah. Salman Sultan joining us from Land Rover, sorry, Jaguar, Land Rover, PR, social media. He's the manager for the MENA region. Of course, we got Boulder Middle East joining us as well. Here's, here's a quick question. Yeah. And, and when we start looking at Jaguars, how big of a challenge has it been for both brands to get the younger folks to start looking at them so that they don't, they're not looking at a car that they're going, yeah, that's what my dad and granddad are driving, and to look at it and say, yeah, that's what I want to drive. How, how big of a challenge is that to refocus a little bit? It is a challenge that I think everyone deals with, regardless mm. of the industry, whether it be automotive or, or non-automotive. And for us, what we've done is we've launched vehicles like the Jaguar XE. Um, and that's where marketing comes into play is that you, you launch it with certain and you associate with certain people, celebrities, to make sure that you know the younger audience uh, like it. But if you look at the Jaguar XE, the Jaguar F-Pace had a world record when it did the loop-to-loop. Uh, and then the Jaguar E-Pace, when we launched it, we had another world record with the, the barrel roll. Um, if you want a very Middle East focused uh, initiative, we, we the Jaguar F-Pace was launched at uh, in, in Dubai at the Burj Khalifa. So we had the, one of the largest leapers in the world and we launched it at, um, the you know, we had it projected on the whole Burj Khalifa. So yes, it, it's, it is a challenge making sure the younger generation like it. But when you have vehicles with technologies that's similar to what we have in our vehicles and, you know, Everyone's using mobile phones, so we've got all these in-car in apps that we have connected with our in-control uh, touch pro technology. Um, Which is what these guys were totally in love with when they came back from the the, the, the auto show, the motor show. Yeah, so... I mean, you know, that's that's a given now. You have to have all of this connectivity and all of this stuff. But the other thing I want to ask you is, like, I totally understand the direction, as Imtishan says, that it's almost necessary to go into that SUV segment. But being that you have Land Rover in the family... Don't you feel that it kind of could cannibalize sales of the existing, uh, what is known as the SUV 4x4 brand? Personally, and this is a very personal answer, I don't think so. That I, I personally strongly believe that the, the consumer for both Jaguar and Land Rover is totally different. Whatever they look for in their vehicles are, are, are very different as well. In terms of capabilities, the Jaguars do have capabilities, especially the SUVs. They have a lot of capabilities. Look, so and take it off-road next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't bring me into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're the off-road guy, so, so will, yeah. you take, will you take an F-Pace off-road? Yeah, yeah, totally. Get up every dune. I think it could. I hope it could. I don't we, think I can, but I think it could. I mean, it's just that you know really well. We have a testing center here in Dubai that yeah. uses... Secret testing facility outside Miracle Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny that statement. Just drive around. <laughs> you'll, see them. you'll see the camouflage <laughs> landovers. So, They're all so we, have a, we have a group of engineers who test all of our vehicles for Jaguar Land Rover from around the world, and they do the heat and dust and sand testing here. And, you know, as if just... If we all just walk outside right now, you'll f- get a sense of the temperature yeah. and, and the, you know, and, yeah, and it's, it's the, these it's vehicles. The Middle East. Yeah, I mean, this is what to And the vehicles go through this, and it's they test them to really the extremes. Uh, and to, to answer your question, has it gone up to San Diego? Yes, it, it has. Um, it must, I think, being part of the JLR family. And I think as long as it's not a car, it must. And the fact that we're sister companies with Land Rover, it helps us as well. So the Land Rover guys can give in a few tips to Jaguar and vice versa. Is, is there competition within the companies, in a sense, or is it, is it much more friendly within... No, we're one team. Okay. Yeah, it is a very friendly uh, atmosphere we have there. Yes, obviously, sometimes when the, when the award ceremonies come up, and if if uh, Imtishan and Shahzad have put up, uh, let's say, a Jaguar and a Land Rover product in the same category, we're like, really? You know, we really <laughs> want us to have... It's like sibling... Uh, we'll do that food, deliberately, you know? just to annoy you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, um, but yeah, it's... no. I mean, this is the thing, because you like F-Pace and Villar, yeah. related cars. Correct. Yeah. 
I mean, I love the Jaguar brand, but I really like the Velar. Yeah, I yeah. think the Velar. I think that's a great yeah, looking car. And, they, and if you said to me, like, that's the direction they, of future... Are, but are they in the same price point? F-Pace and Velar? They're similar, aren't they, no? Um, it depends. Well, the, the F-Pace starts at a very lower price point. Not okay. right. lower, lower price point compared to the Velar. Um, but they're two different vehicles as well. Yeah. Well, that's wise. the thing. If, if, if yeah. you're putting them side by side, you say, well, which one would you like? Well, hold on. We're talking apples and oranges here this is not the same vehicle yeah. well no they're, based, they're based on similar architecture but yeah, yeah. yeah. Villar wow Villar, Villar. <laughs> which, which, is, which is also won you know the, the World Car Designer Award of the Year this yeah. year yeah. it's a really good looking thing it's a busy award they keep winning it yeah, yeah it's two thing. years in a row knock on wood yeah. but when are we going to see a new Defender Whoa. Whoa! Headphones come he's taking, off. He's running. He's running. He's, he's hitting out the yeah, door. That, and <laughs> talk about you every, know everyone has just pulled over. People have pulled over. People are holding their breath and are saying, "Pike away! Yes. Shut up and let him talk." <laughs> um, let me just go back a bit. Defender, yes, a very important brand for us. I'm oh, sorry, but a very important no, no, nameplate no, no, for us. There's a quick, clear question. When's it coming? We um, all know it's coming. We will literally we'll, we will bring does. it out once we feel it's it's it, the new product is exactly what a Defender is supposed to be. We haven't quite right yet. No, we're working a lot of we're working a lot of options, and and as Jaguar Land Rover, we we believe that we will only launch products when we feel 100% comfortable with that. If it well, stands for the Defender then. name, how far how far away is it? Do you reckon? It's um, and, you know, Shazad, you know me really well. I won't comment on future <laughs> products, but it is it is uh, imminent. The car the car is the, the Defender Next is going to be a Defender when it comes out, definitely. So is it at the research center in the Miracle Gardens? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, anyway, <laughs> when is the new XJ coming out? Oh, <laughs> well, we just launched the X. Sorry, we just launched the XJR 575. Yeah. Uh, you know, end of but XJ has been around a while now. XJ has been around for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, in terms of future products, I mean, you guys interchange that know me quite well. I won't be commenting on future <laughs> products, but in yeah. terms of what but it's we, fun to poke you yeah. like this and hope for a response. <laughs> It on is. live radio. <laughs> it is. I just I have to refix the headphones as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking enough at no, some point. No, he's <laughs> claiming he can't hear us. No. <laughs> Car Talks no. the program, by the way. Yeah. If you're wondering what you're listening to, we got Motoring Middle East in the house. We've also got Salman Sultan joining us. He's PR and social media manager over there at Jaguar Land Rover and uh, for, for the MENA region. And we we got a whole bunch more to talk about. Franklin's got a couple of uh, questions he's fired through. If you want to get involved in the program, this is Nightline on Dubai. Here's how you do it. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, this is Car Talk. We've got Motoring Middle East, Imtishan and Shazad here. Salman Sultan also joining us. PR and Social Media Manager, Jaguar Land Rover for the MENA region. We're talking cars. If you want to get involved, of course you know how to do it. Uh, Franklin's come through. He's got he's got a compliment, first of all. And he says he did try the Jaguar experience uh, at Yas, and it was a really great experience. So Thank you, Franklin. Yeah. I'm glad you made it out there. Yeah, so th- that's, that's part of our brand building exercise. So you asked earlier on how to make the brand more... Uh, relevant to the young audience, and it's those experiences that we're going to come up with. Uh, we're working on launching that the, throughout the region to make sure that we can connect with the younger generation. So, are these for owners or they're for anyone? So, how do how do people sign up for this? So, there's several ways you can sign up. There's um, y- if you go into our social media channels at Jagromina uh, across Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, you know you'll find out these little um, these posts will come up prior to the. Uh, experience coming to your city near you, uh, mm-hmm. and then through the re- uh, local retailer as well. They, they right. can sign up through there as okay. well. Yeah. 
That's cool. cool. And keep. obviously terms and conditions apply in terms of driver's licenses and age and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't bend it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you break it, you bought it. <laughs> sort of, but yeah. Well, Franklin came back with another question. He says, just curious, are there any other manufacturers except for Toyota looking into hydrogen fuel? And if not, why not? You there are. Well, Honda Clarity, yeah. that's one of them. I think you've just figured Hyundai, found Nexo. Oh, a Hyundai, yeah. So, they, so I think a lot of manufacturers are doing this stuff. It's behind the scenes. I'm sure you guys are working on it as well, Salman. Yeah, I mean, we're working on a lot of uh, opportunities. And then, as I mean, our, our CEO, Dr. Ralph Spratt, said, said it a few, uh, few months ago, that from 2020 onwards, we will have an electric or a uh, hybrid option for most for all of our nameplates going forward. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, when we start looking at this, the hybrid idea, I mean, that, that's probably the one that actually really functions and works well for, you know, whether in, in almost any environment, because then you can plug in and you don't have to be plugged in. Correct. Yeah. No, I drove the uh, Range Rover hybrid, the plug-in hybrid oh, recently that? in the UK. and how I was mean, it? It's, in, it's amazing. And, but the most amazing thing about it, yeah. we're getting 101 miles per gallon, which is what, about 3.2 something like that liters per hundred. Uh, hundred out, yeah. out of a massive... Okay, rev, hold on. Whoa, whoa, know, whoa. How, SUV. how are you driving it? No, that's what it does, because it's a plug-in electric hybrid. It doesn't matter how you drive it. So that's you're what thrashing it, you. it around, and you're still getting... you still get great economy out of it, and you can drive into central London. Oh, I must oh, just mention... Oh, what's oh, wrong oh. with central London? Congestion, congestion charging. Yeah, I so, know that. So you <laughs> don't have to pay congestion <laughs> charging. Oh, I've got to mention also, so Prince Harry's wedding, right? Yeah. Electric Jaguar E-Type. Correct. Yeah, yeah that was Built by cool. the factory. That was a concept zero that we had for the Jaguar E-Type that we showcased last year at our tech fest. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a very good looking vehicle. And <laughs> Beautiful, the fact that yeah. It's zero emissions. It's even and the Middle better. East, we just dubbed engine noises over to make V8 <laughs> sounds on the, lo- the official broadcast. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, the Jaguar I-Pace that we just re- recently launched globally, you can have an option, and, and when you're driving the vehicle, it's a fully electric SUV. Uh-huh. So it's part of the Pace family, the F-Pace, E-Pace, and now the I-Pace. It's a fully electric SUV. And you have a choice uh, when you're driving the vehicle if you put it into dynamic mode. Um, you can have a little engine noise coming through no the speakers. No way. Yeah, See, it sounds nice. like an F-Type. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what other noises can you have? Apparently only the F-Type. Or you listen to music brought yeah. to you by James. Ooh, On the Meridian oh, Sound yeah. System. Yeah. Can, you, can, you have, can you have the roar of a Jaguar? It has a bit of a. It has a bit the of animal? A, oh, in the, the animal. animal. <laughs> the animal. The <laughs> animal. That would be cool. You can That'd have be crazy. You can have it on loop on your phone. And but yeah. honestly, like with all the technology we have in cars these days, I don't know why that shouldn't be possible. Surely could you could just download. But somebody should make an app and you can, can you just download them, right? A vintage Jaguar. You've got that that sound from you know the yeah. the, the 30s. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. You just download it. Yeah. yeah. It's just you. You have a choice. It's on the menu yeah. on the screen. Just pick the car you want it to sound like. What I think g- one of the manufacturers has it. I think it's Renault or Nissan who had it. Renault has it in their small. Clio, etc. They can yeah. all dub in. They can dub a GTR noise <laughs> for when you accelerate in your <laughs> Clio RS, the new one. There you go. See? Because yeah. they're all part of the alliance, so yeah. Renault, Nissan, no problem yeah. at all. Uh, speaking of uh, other things, we there, if you're if you're surfing any of the social media that Motor Middle East puts up, uh, I, I suggest you go and take a look at their Facebook uh, page because there's always some great things on there. Uh, you guys have posted up a, a wonderful little piece to talk about the new flagship SUV from Audi and asking people what they thought of it. Yeah, it's and interesting. Carla. I took one look at that and I fell in love. I said, this is... Really? Oh, yeah, beautiful. Interesting. Beautiful. It's quite distinctive when you look at other Audis because what Audi would... you know, and, and a lot of like an Audi are doing this That's where the problem. Going, where they're going down with the same face and Audi's been doing the same face. I've got, I've still got the Audi at the moment, by the way, the RS3. I took it out for a blast today. Oh, it's going back tomorrow. I'm sad. Using up that petrol as best I'm you can. I'm sad. I'm very sad. Um, but the, the Audi, the, the QA, has got quite a distinctive identity as compared to the other big SUVs in the Audi range. And I think that's a 
a good thing because at some point you've got to start distinguishing between these cars because just making yeah. them all identical it just doesn't really help. Well, it's not really working for BMW at the moment. No. And I think the Q7 is a little bit conservatively styled. One might say boring, others might say. I think the Q8 is better looking, and this will be very controversial, than the Urus Lamborghini. I think it's better looking what? than that car. What? Because I think the, the Urus is not particularly well resolved at the back, but the Q8 is. And the interiors, I mean, obviously the Lamborghini is going to have the better interior. And the Bentayger is, oh, yo, yo, that's a lot <laughs> happening with that one. <laughs> Shall we tackle the Cullinan then? <laughs> the Rolls-Royce Cullinan? See, we disagree the on high-sided the... high-sided vehicle. We, oh, God. It's not well, an SUV. See, it's like you guys. It's, it's not the an HSV. SUV. You're someone, you can, you can, you can volunteer an opinion. No, don't, <laughs> don't like lean back. What do you think of He's the Cullinan? He's like on. know what James thinks. <laughs> <laughs> don't pass it to the host. <laughs> yeah. We don't let him say anything. Why yeah. should you? <laughs> Osman's come in with a great observation about BMW. And he's mm-hmm. saying BMW has uh, PHEV for most of its models already. 740 LE, the 530E are amazing drives. Two engines are perfectly in harmony. And I think this is, I mean, that's a, that's a true point. I mean, BMW yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I think hybrid definitely for the time being is the way to go. But as we know, a lot of the countries are now legislating electric cars from, what, 2030, 2040. A lot of the countries have set different yeah. benchmarks for that. And that's why a lot of manufacturers are going into full electric cars. Uh, I mean, I have my own views about that. And I do think that electric cars are not the solution. They're part of the solution, yeah. but they're not the whole solution. But at the moment, that seems to be the trend and the way that they're going. But going back to the whole identity thing with the Audi, I think you guys sort of do the same thing because... With the with the Jaguar SUVs, the E-Pace is quite different to the F-Pace, and the I-Pace is completely different, right? Yeah, I mean, the I-Pace, even though it's a fully electric vehicle, if if you look at it at the front, it has a grill, which mm. is really not No, why does it have a grill? Because it's a Jaguar. <laughs> oh, right. So the, designers, the yeah. designers made sure that it doesn't look like an electric vehicle. They wanted to make you look and feel as if you're driving a proper, yeah. let me rephrase that, as a, as a car that would you drive a, on. A, a, traditional, other, a traditional car. A traditional vehicle. Yeah, a traditional. Yeah. So... Ah, I like the term legacy vehicle. Legacy anyway. vehicle. Yeah. Wow. There you go. <laughs> legacy vehicle. <laughs> like an old so operating system. <laughs> yeah. Like Windows 3.1. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, there's, a, there's a distinguished Jaguar grille that's in the front of most of our vehicles, if not all mm. of the vehicles, especially Jaguar vehicles. And most of the design cues are coming from the F-Type. Uh, if you go back a little bit, if you remember the CX-75 concept that we made, that car helped yeah. us a lot with a lot of... So a lot yeah. of the new vehicles that you see now, nameplates coming in from Jaguar, have a lot to do with the, the design cues and everything that we learned from CX-75. Hmm. Which was that crazy turbine car you made many, many years ago? The turbine-powered car, jet turbines. I keep saying this, I can't remember what it was. That was, was, that was, was the CX-75, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Why, why don't we have turbines? Batman style yes. on our cars. <laughs> I know why. Cause turbines it, it to speed. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good idea <laughs> to run turbines in traffic. You'd but get yeah. a lot of radars yeah. for that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah heat signatures be going off. back to children's television again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, actually, when you, when you think about going off on that tangent, all of these, these concept cars, wouldn't it be cool if they all ended up in one place like Dubai and we had all these concept cars at some point that just are running around? That'd be so cool. Well, you guys have a whole heritage center, don't you? And I think some of the concept cars end up in there, don't they? Correct. And in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a heritage center. Um, and it's we also have SVO Classics, which is part of the Special Vehicles Operations Department. Neat. And they have a beautiful garage in the back, uh, which has a lot I'm of I'm still waiting for vehicles. my invitation. <laughs> <laughs> you've, not, you've not been there? Not yet. Not, no. Not yet. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. We've got to work on that. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if you're wondering what you're listening to, by the way, this is Car Talk. Motoring Middle East is here. We got Salman Sultan joining us as well from Jaguar Land Rover. You got questions about anything? In fact, Lionel's got one. We're going to get to his question in just a second. You got questions about something you're driving, something you like, something you don't like? This is the show to get involved in. Here's how you do it. Car Talks, the program. Motoring Middle East is here. That's Imtishan and Shazad. We've also got Salman Sultan joining us, PR and social media manager for Jaguar Land Rover Mina in the studio taking questions about everything. So it's uh, it's always a lot of fun when we get we get guests joining us. Hey, here's a question that's come through from, uh, I'm going to say Lionel. He says, by the end of the year, I want to replace my current Mini Cooper S with an environmentally friendly car for under 180000 Which vehicle do you guys recommend, electric or hybrid or, or, or? Thoughts. Well, your choices are limited. I, I wonder why he's getting rid of the, the Mini Cooper S. Yeah, it's a great car. I love those. Like how, so much fun to drive. Has it got, really. got 500,000 kilometers on it? If not. I mean, honestly, in, you know, at used markets, they're not worth much. So you might yeah. as well just keep just hold keep of it and it. just drive it into the ground. But anyway, right back to his why question. Why are you driving it into the ground? Because the Mini. It's great. Just drive it. That's true. Drive That's the wheels true. off it. It's awesome. Yeah. But um, uh, electric cars. Well, your, the, the I-Pace is not coming until, you said 18 months, right? Yeah, up to 18 months. Yeah, 18 it might be a perfect way. Depending on the markets. So, so that's will it be under 180? Yeah. Do you have an indication of pricing on that? No, no indication of pricing no. at the moment. No, unfortunately. So at the moment, the only electric cars that we know of is the Renault Zoe. Do we know how mm. much that is? Uh, 120, 130. So that one is in the market on or, sale or right now. Maybe hybrid though. Yeah, just to cover off the electric cars okay. first. And then the other cars that are coming that we know of are the Nissan Leaf. We don't have a price on that yet. Yeah. And the Chevrolet Bolt, which I think is the one with the longest range. I don't have a price on it, but I would s- I'm would. i just yeah, guesstimating okay. that for his 180K, he'd probably get change of about 40K back on that. I'm just, yeah. gu- I'm just guesstimating. There's no yeah, official yeah. price <laughs> on it. That might be going on sale by the end of the year. Again, yeah. uh, I think just it's going to be limited yeah. to start with. So yeah. I understand yeah. it's going to be. They're looking to customers who can basically understand the change. But it's going to be. I but think that would be my pick if you really. That would be a good one for him, especially coming out of mini because it's the compact size, okay. and I think it'd be a good fun. In terms of hybrid, there's a there's a lot more options. Um, and I think obviously we're starting with the obvious one, which is the Prius. You know, which I still think is a great car. He'll save a I lot think of it change. Looks, I think it looks old though now. Old? Yeah. It looks old. That's bizarre. I've never heard that one. People yeah. say it's looked ugly. Let's be honest. No, no, People I don't have said think that, which ugly. I like it. Yeah. No, I like the look. The I just think it looks old. old. I just think it's wow. looking old. That's bizarre. Yeah. That's supposed to be a futuristic car. You see, I saw one of the, the Hyundai <laughs> hybrids, and yeah. I went, now that The looks. Hyundai the Ionic. The Kona, yeah. the Ionic, yes. The Ionic. The Kona. Kona's different. Where have you come back? Where yeah, does that where come the from? They have way too many names. Sorry, the Kona is a different car. I thought that's coffee brand out of Hawaii. Kona Coffee. It's confusing are we, everybody. Are, are you looking at something else? He's anyway. checking, he's, he's, yeah, he's checking he his own <laughs> mistakes. Yeah. Um, but, but the Ionic, I, Ionic. I, I saw one look at that and I said, okay, they've looked at the Prius and they said, now let's make it look a little bit cooler. It's right. nice. I don't yeah. know about cooler, but it's definitely nice. It's very it ordinary. It's like it's basically what you were saying earlier, Salman, about the fact that it doesn't have to look like an electric car. And I think with yeah. the Prius, is it m- makes a very obvious statement. So what Hyundai have done with Ionic, it doesn't make a statement. It's just a Hyundai. Yeah. But it has all this cool technology on board. Yeah. You know, and the interior is just like a normal Hyundai. You know, it's no different yeah. from anything else. You know, whereas if you get into a Prius, you've got that strange little gear lever with the B on it, and you're like, what's all that? What and the bolt, that do? You and know? the bolt feels a lot different when you get in. It's not your normal car. The bolt, no, the bolt feels fine, I but it's it was just a driving technique because with an electric yeah. car, but I and found as you will know, Salman, explain the one-pedal method on an electric car. So when, when you're driving an electric vehicle, um, you... It's it's instant power. So if if anyone hasn't driven one yet or hasn't seen one drive yet, if you remember when we were kids, they were these remote control cars. Yeah. So the minute you press the front or the forward lever, 
the car would just have its instant power, so it instantly goes up. Um, so the same thing with electric vehicles. So the minute you press the accelerator, there's instant torque, instant power that comes in. Um, so what normally would uh, some manufacturers do is that once you let go of the, the accelerator, there's engine braking and there's a lot of regenerative, regenerative braking and, and, and battery charging. So you, you, your car literally slows down. It's as if you're pressing the brake, and the brake lights turn on as well just to inform the people behind them that the car is slowing down. So that that actually is almost like it puts off some people because it's like relearning how to drive. But yeah. like when I drove the Bolt, I found it fascinating because again, yeah. because of the I region, think you get used to it pretty fast. I well, I got used to it. I didn't have an yeah. issue, but I was with somebody who didn't get used to it. So All I can right. understand why some people might struggle with it. But not only was it something that I could get used to, but I found it fascinating because I was getting into that whole like, okay, how much electricity can yeah. I get back <laughs> if I use Regen? How much? Because you can. Yeah. I sure. recovered like 30 kilometers of the, in the car going, so going towards Pajero. So it becomes a contest then. Yeah, yeah it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does definitely. <laughs> Did you find you were doing that with the uh, iPace? Yeah, then? when we drove the iPace in Portugal uh, last month, it was that's exactly what we were doing. Um, we we're trying to see who who ended up saving most of the, who who actually regenerated most of the kilometers and battery life back. There you go. There's a competition right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we've got two options. What else would we go with hybrid if we were jumping forward? If well, I'm hybrid, then you go... Yeah, I mean, then hybrid, then you're going a bit more uh, to the other, uh, more upmarket brands. Because most manufacturers, like like the one of the other uh, people that messaged in it today, was Osman, yeah. they also have electric uh, right. hybrid cars. And, you know, Lexus have had the LS uh, yeah, for a long true. time. And they've cameras. got the CA... What is it? The CH? The, not the CH. What's CT, the Lexus? CT200. CT, CT200. That's Which is basically sale. a previous generation. Prius hybrid in uh, Lexus body but there's of course a new generation CT200 coming I think but I think I'll throw in some I say, say worthy but not necessarily always considered cars there's the new Camry hybrid which just launched and is well yeah. under the 180 and uh, should get you a very competitive uh, K tried and true as well tried right? and true uh, we 133 I think 133 seeing yeah. a lot of change left well over. equipped well equipped mm. um Let's be honest, I'm pretty sure the Accord Hybrid is going to come because if the Camry is launched, you can uh, be sure the Honda is It's going to get a Kuwait. Let's, let's be <laughs> honest here. Raj spilled the beans on everything good goes to everything Kuwait. Everything good goes to Kuwait, sadly, yeah. yeah. Raj, if you're listening, you've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> and, if, and if Honda and Toyota have launched a hybrid, you can be sure Nissan won't be too far behind. But I think they're putting a lot of effort into the Leaf, yeah. which would be a very interesting car. doesn't directly compete though with the Bolt because the range is a lot smaller but it's getting there the two of them are going to be very interesting cars to cross test this year mm. another question has come through from Osman he says uh, we need to find a bridge between 5 liter combustion engines and pure electric cars the bridge is hybrid win-win uh, for customers and the environment the UAE needs a bridge phase for customers to get used to electric cars most people still can't fathom an electric battery driven vehicle love your show by the way regards well, he's, he's totally talking my language is what I've been saying for yeah. years I think hybrid to me is that bridge hybrid to short to medium term hybrid is the answer as far as mm. I'm concerned electric cars are like I said a part of the solution they're not the whole solution because simply the infrastructure isn't there and not even just here but even in other world developed markets if you look at the UK you know a few, uh, few months back a newspaper there did a survey and they said you need 20 additional power stations if UK you went imagine? entirely electric cars. Can you imagine? You can't power that many cars. It's yeah. not possible. Well, and that's always that's always my complaint is it's great you can have an electric car. Is it clean electricity that's fueling the vehicles? And yeah. so when you're in Norway, it works perfectly because yeah. they're using hydroelectric. Yeah. If you're where we are here... And Norway, I think, is the number one market for exactly. electric cars. Yeah, and I if think the Nissan Leaf is the top-selling car there. So. so until we have our nuclear capacity built up here in the Emirates, we're, we're burning fossil fuels to create the electricity, and that becomes a small challenge when we talk about clean electric. So this is where you know the hybrid cars become the answer, because you are, you, you're using petrol. You're driving the cars you mm. normally would, but 
you're saving a lot of fuel and the emissions are much, much, much less than you would get out of a normal uh, petrol car. Mm. So I think that's definitely the solution. But yeah, it's it's gonna. I, I think he's absolutely right. I think hybrids are the way to go in the meantime. And there's that. I mean, again, but it's, it's, it's again, it's wrapping people's head around it. But a big exactly. way is, is if we can pipe in sound and it's convincing. Hey, who's not going to be interesting? I mean, what sort of programs have you sort of embarked on in terms of do that education process or that mind shift process towards hybrids or electric cars? I mean, there's a lot of programs that we're working on. It's, I think and one of the tools that we use is social media and PR. There's actually two yeah. tools now. Um, so that's, social that's media. That's what you do. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's <laughs> my marketing. He's the man. Are hate me now. <laughs> um, but yeah, marketing. It's, it's marketing, 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 whatever. Marketing and social media um, and, and PR. I, you have to you have to talk to the consumers, right? You have to educate them. So there are these videos that we have on YouTube, um, little posts on social media just to educate people. Uh, just going back to the you know five liter V8 with with a hybrid, Shazad, uh, the Range Rover that you drove in the UK was a 2.0 that was a 2 liter engineum turbo yeah. engine yeah that's right yeah and uh, I mean if you drive it with the hybrid uh, connection you, yeah. you don't feel as if you need more power no because the extra torque helps the yeah. extra torque but helps, to yeah. be fair I mean Lexus have been doing the uh, the 5 liter it is a 5 liter isn't it I think uh, Lexus LS hybrid that is a 5 liter I no think. it's a 3.5 oh it's a 3.5 okay yeah. so yeah but you can stick a hybrid on anything <laughs> if you really wanted to. It's not quite bolt-on, but yeah. <laughs> it's not a supercharger. I'm waiting for the hybrid XJR. Let's see. Yeah. Let's, let's have that. Electric yeah, XJ. I mean, that's what we need. That's the electric well. XJ. I mean, the performance is there. So, I mean, if you're looking for performance, it's in, even in electric cars, you're getting the performance. And I think that that's become very, very clear from the likes of Tesla and what have you, that the performance is there. But look, the Model there. S is one of the most popular luxury cars in the world. And it's kind of, in many ways, what the XJ it's very, handles very well. It's got plenty of torque, plenty of poke, and it is a very good-looking car for a lot of people. So I think Jaguar is in the perfect place to make the next XJ something like that, or any other car like that. I think that that's where they should head, if you ask me. Gentlemen, I hate to say it, but we've run out the clock on the show no, for no. yet another no night, way. which means we've got one show left next week. I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. But there you uh, go. Wow. Salman, I want to thank you for coming out. Well, thank you for having me. And it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Time flew by, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I, it, you know, it's flying cars. Yeah. There we go. That's what <laughs> we were talking about. Jetsons. And yeah. tomorrow morning at the office, everybody's going to be asking you about children's television. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shazad Nimtashan here from Motoring Middle East. Salman Sultan here from Jaguar Land Rover. Uh, gentlemen, we'll, we'll do it next week. If you want to come back, by all means, you're, you're always a pleasure. Welcome. Thank you so much. And find the guys from Motoring Middle East. Go and check out their social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. They've got a webpage, MotoringME or MotoringMiddleEast.com. You pick. They both work. And it's uh, informative, educational, and always entertaining. Gentlemen, love that you come out, and uh, can't wait for next week's show. Thanks, James. Which means time to change pace. Just a you like that one? Time to change yeah, pace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I, I mean, just, but just one last thought. You know the the sound we want to have in in the the electric uh, Jaguar. Yeah. Is we want to have the sound of Fred Flintstone's feet slapping <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Really? I'll, I'll pass that on to the engineers. Th that would make anyone smile. <laughs> <laughs> if you press the horn, does it go, Wilma! <laughs> Do you see? <laughs> now you're into it. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you.